This is the Edinburgh Reporter podcast, and today I'm with the council leader, Adam McVeigh. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. So here we are, the 21st of December. We're about to have a Christmas star in the sky. Uh, but are things looking bright elsewhere in the capital? What does, uh, what does Christmas look like for you? Well, I think like everyone, um, certainly personally, I'm trying to work through the, the what does Christmas look like this year. It's going to be not like any Christmas we've had before. Everyone's trying to work out how they can best celebrate it, if that's the right word to use, um, and really get through it, I think is probably the more accurate. Today's obviously the winter uh, solstice, so it's an opportunity, I think, to say good riddance to 2020 in the shortest day of the year, um, because it's been one that has brought enormous challenges for everybody, um, you know, not just through festive periods and how we get, you know, the, the kind of the enjoyment out of, of what we're all used to, but just the bog standard life that we've all tried to live, that we've all tried to go through and has been turned absolutely upside down by 2020. So I, I was certainly a lot more optimistic a couple of weeks ago about what 2021 would um, have in store and still relatively optimistic about it. But the real challenge, I think, will continue for, for so many of us. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, come Boxing Day, we're going back to where we were really in March 2020. So everything closes down. And so what role does does the council play in all of this? I know that, for example, um, the council has a huge role in handing out cash, if there is any cash still to go around, to businesses, etc. So what does the council do? I mean, you're not closing down, I imagine. No, not at all. Um, I mean, the council will continue to try and support uh, people, businesses through the period ahead, which is going to be inordinately difficult. We were obviously hoping for a position of less restrictions going forward, not not more. Now, it's worth saying that the, the level four restrictions that will come in in January are for a well, coming in Boxing Day, are a temporary position. Hopefully it won't last longer than it has to last, although I appreciate that's a bit of a how long's a piece of string uh, comment to make. Absolutely. You and I don't know that, of course, do we? Yeah, and, and no one does. You know, this has to be, as it always has been, driven by the evidence, driven by the circumstance that we find ourselves in. Those key protections that we still need to put in place for our communities is still hugely important. Um, and the need for us all to continue to be very, very cautious in how we go about our our lives, follow the guidance and make sure that we aren't um, contributing to the situation in, in a negative way is still there. And, you know, with, with new strains, plural, uh, being identified of COVID, you know, that isn't going to go away anytime in the, in the immediate um, future, so we all have to be on our guard and following the guidance that is applicable to our area. And, and in Edinburgh, our role as a council is really to to give that information out, whether it's about schools and how we support young people through the challenges ahead, whether it's about business support and how we minister payments in in most instances to help businesses survive and, and hopefully thrive in future. There's a huge amount done. The council still got its dedicated COVID webpage right in front, um, right in front of the webpage, and with up-to-date information on a whole host of things. So if people need that information um, or are looking for answers to any of those questions, that's a, a good place to start. But there's also a role for us as advocates, I think, for our city. So you know, every week since the, the level system was implemented in Scotland, I've had meetings with public health officials at a national level and. 
and cabinet ministers. And part of my job is as well to communicate information that we're getting from government, from public health, is to advocate on behalf of Edinburgh to try and find circumstances that can better meet our own our own community aspirations, our own economy, and try and get a situation where as many businesses, as many people in our society are supported as, as best as they can be. And we will be continuing those discussions probably right through this festive period to try and drive better, more more tailored support for our businesses. We've seen a substantial amount of change in terms of our economy over the last year. There's no getting away from how difficult that it, that it is for businesses. We've seen Unemployment figures in Edinburgh increase beyond the national average, and that's very unusual for a city as economically strong as Edinburgh. Business uh, success rate or, or saviour rate, I think, would be a probably more accurate way of describing it, has to be our our um, one of our top priorities because we have to make sure that our business ecosystem that has driven so much of the success of our capital city and providing opportunities for people that, that live here survives uh, through the challenges ahead so that it can thrive again in future. Yeah, if you look back, you know, to last year when we were all looking forward to a very different Christmas and, of course, a very different New Year when uh, people would be flocking to Edinburgh using Airbnbs, filling up our hotels and things like that. I mean, that's a very different set of circumstances. But equally today, we're in a very different set of circumstances than we were, say, in the middle of December when the council and you in particular, I think, were shouting on behalf of the city that really you wanted us moved into level two restrictions. Even at that stage, you ha- I have to think that perhaps the government already knew about this new strain and we're trying to rein everything back. Is, is that with the benefit of 2020 hindsight, what an aptly named year, an apt, an apt year for uh, for looking back a little bit, isn't it? Um, do you think they did know? I I mean, there's, there's a few things to say kind of in response. I suppose I, I don't think anybody knew what the, the accelerant of the strain that's been identified um with some prevalence in the southeast of England and has been identified in, in locations in Scotland, I don't think anybody knew what the, the additional kind of transmittability uh, of that was. It's worth saying there have been other strains identified uh, anyway. So this the, the fact there's a new strain isn't in itself a, a huge driving concern. The, the major concern is that the virus has adapted to be more successful than it already is. And, you know, it doesn't care about us not being able to see our family. It doesn't care about our businesses. It doesn't care about our society and the way it's, it's built or the communities and the support that people need. It only cares about spreading itself. And the new strain does that more devastatingly than than others. So I don't think that was a, a factor. What, where we were in, in kind of early mid-December, it was our numbers were low, our numbers were stable and had been for some time. And the government were worried about an uptick of those numbers, which ended up being uh, regrettably the case because our numbers in the space of about 10 days went from uh, mid-60s in terms of um, transmission cases per 100,000 to more than 100. So we had a 50% increase in our rate over a very, very short period of time. And that's that's what all of us have to understand. This can turn 
incredibly quickly and it's reliant on, you know, all of us can do absolutely everything uh, to the absolute letter of the guidance and that threat will still be there. But it's only by following that guidance to the absolute letter that we give ourselves a fighting chance. Absolutely. And of course, we've all become armchair scientists throughout all of this and know uh, far more about science than perhaps we ever did before. Um, One of the other aspects of um, what the Council does and what the Council has been doing, um, certainly in the early stages of the pandemic, was to do with the homeless community. What are you doing to help people um, not have to live on the streets at this point? Well, we still have uh, hotel accommodation that's been secured so that people don't um, have to to sleep rough in the city. Homelessness has always been uh, virtually top of our administration's agenda for the last three and a half years. And the immediacy of COVID has obviously given us an impetus to to drive forward um, much swifter change. That said, the longer term aspirations we have to end homelessness in the city are, are not are not changed. We still need to build the council homes um, that will house people. We still need to build the affordable homes that will give people a chance uh, to go um, to get permanent secured tenancies from insecure um, situations that they, they find themselves in. So all the all the policies, all the investment decisions that we've taken, the two billion pounds worth of council homes, um, council housing program that, that we agreed a, a few months ago, uh, everything is still driving towards that that aim of abolishing homelessness in our city and making sure everybody has what so many of us take for granted, which is a stable, safe, warm, secure uh, tenancy, uh, safe, secure, warm house, and. We're still working with the Scottish Government around how we can best deliver that because there's new legislation coming in place which is about appropriate accommodation and Edinburgh, to put it incredibly bluntly, has a large number of inappropriate accommodation um, because it houses people in BP accommodation and other forms of accommodation that is not appropriate for people, particularly families, but not exclusively. And we need to drive that down. Now, we've had some success in the last few years of really ending families in BB accommodation, and those numbers have driven right, right down. Um, and that's been a huge um, priority focus for us. We have so much more to do as a city. And when you look at the Poverty Commission recommendations, for example, you start seeing the scale of the challenge, but you also start seeing the scale of some of the solutions that are going to have to be found. And Edinburgh Council can't do this on our own. We need UK government standing behind us to make sure people have the benefits that they need. We need the Scottish government standing behind us to make sure we've got the grant funding in place for additional council homes that are city badly needs. We need the third sector standing behind us, as I think they absolutely are, and delivering that support for people out of homelessness and, and into secure accommodation. It's only everybody pulling in the same direction with the same aim to end homelessness in the city that we're going to get there. And we're having, we're making traction the whole host of ways and preventing people falling into that position and and supporting people out of it. The scale of challenge and the scale of solutions is enormous. Well, it's, uh, it's certainly a huge problem with one in five children in Edinburgh in poverty and of course one of the great things about this pandemic has been the great positive things has been that charities and charitable organizations have really ramped up and you've got things uh, you know like people delivering food to so many people and it's, it, it, it's 
it's sobering in one way to think that there are so many people in need of uh, food to keep going every day and that they simply can't afford. But at the same time, there are lots of people who have volunteered. So that's perhaps a benefit or a good thing which has come out of COVID-19. Certainly uh, lots of people who who are involved in that. Um, I'm saying as well as being council leader, I'm also chair of the Edinburgh Partnership. And we had a meeting right at the start of COVID, that's council, NHS, third sector, private sector, um, everybody kind of sitting around the same table at quite a senior level. And the community resilience part of the COVID response has been absolutely astronomical. And that is absolutely down to people's generosity, generosity with their money, generosity with their time, and to donating huge amounts of, of resource and also human resource and people volunteering for organisations right across the city, new organisations springing up across the city as well to try and help people through new challenges. So it's been absolutely inspiring to see the response of the people of Edinburgh. It's been tremendous and quite frankly without it we would not have had uh, the strength of community and support within our communities as, as we did have. So Adam, what's Santa Claus bringing you then this Christmas? <laughs> um, well, I, I have I have no idea. Obviously, um, I've not even had time to to write my letter this year, so um, it will be a it will be a surprise. I mean, what I'm hoping for, obviously, like everyone, is a situation where you know normality can get closer as quick as possible. The things that that I miss most, I mean, I. To be fair, I do miss some of some of the Leith pubs like Chukters and Nauticus and Lioness of Leith, I'll be honest about that. But um, but the thing that I really, really miss is the interaction with people. And it's meeting friends, it's meeting family, it's it's you know being in the same space and enjoying um, each other's company. And I, like everyone else, I think will be hoping for a Christmas. And it might not be this year, but hopefully next year where we can enjoy far more of that kind of personal interaction with the people that we love. Absolutely. And well, we may have to have Christmas in June or something like that to get over that. Well, I wish all you you and uh, and your wee family over there uh, and a very happy Christmas. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for listening to the Edinburgh Report. Listen out for more episodes coming soon and make sure you don't miss any by hitting the subscribe button now. This is one of the platforms where we can help advertise your business to our listeners. Would you like to know more about that? Then email editor at theedinburghreporter.co.uk. And remember, you can subscribe to have our monthly newspaper delivered to you direct. Sign up today on our website www.theedinburghreporter.co.uk Thank you.